Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Lamplighter Way. Uh, this uh, this is uh, exciting to the dad. This topic's exciting to the dad and me today. Uh, yeah. Kevin is going to be talking about how we winterize our, our homes, what you can do to get there. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Actually, this week, what's the temperature supposed to be? With with wind, we were just talking about that 11 degrees. And wow. probably we'll go down from there. But either way, once it gets 20 or below, it's like it's all the same. <laughs> right. Your face freezes when you yeah. when you go out. So, yeah. uh, you know, Kevin is very qualified to uh, talk on this. Um, for those that you are of, of you that are getting to know us now, he's got a lot of fantastic tips to share. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear this is, this is really just relevant, important information to share with, uh, our audience that might not, you know, understand, Hey, what steps do I need to take so that my home doesn't turn into the Titanic with pipes bursting when we get to super cold temperatures in case there's inclement weather? Yes, definitely. So we're going to try to make this short and sweet. I'm going to give a checklist here. We'll put it in the show notes too. So if you're curious, um, you can look in the show notes for this, but I'm going to go outside to inside really just going down the line. So clean your gutters outside. So clean your gutters, make sure there's no built up uh, leaves, make sure water can drain appropriately. That way it doesn't get frozen in there and cause more damage. Protect your plants. If you have any, cover them up. Some may need to be brought inside depending on what they are. You know what they are probably, or maybe take a look online. You're going to want to look for brush that could fall maybe on your roof or on your cars when brittle. If you've got, you know, bad weather, and the leaves are gone and the trees are brittle, you just want to make sure there's nothing that you're parking underneath that could cause extra damage. You want to make sure you cover your external water faucets. Make sure you know how many you have. Go to Home Depot or Lowe's, grab. I'm a Lowe's guy, by the way. I'm not a Home Depot guy. I'm curious what the listeners are. We should do a poll on that. Lowe's or Home Depot. That's going to be my next Instagram uh, note. That would be, yeah. I mean, what, what's the what's the natural... This is the one I go to. Lowe's because I, I like the way it looks. I like the way it feels. Home Depot makes me feel stressed out for some reason. I don't like, I like the layout and I like the people. It's all that orange around you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cover your external water faucets. Drain your sprinkler lines. This is something that people may not realize or think about, but there's water that's sitting. If you have a sprinkler system, it could be sitting in there. You can look up some YouTube videos on how to to actually properly do this, to make sure there's no moisture there. You can also call a local sprinkler company and they can come out. Mine just did it for 80 bucks. And then they'll come out in the spring when I call them and I'm ready to turn it back on and they'll come out and do it appropriately. That way the liability is on them too. I don't want to mess it up. I just put some money into it. So That's good advice. Um, and of course the obvious that we forget about sometimes though is insulating your exposed pipes. So for a pier and beam house, if you have a crawl space underneath, you may want to check to make sure things are covered up. Um, you can also buy this from Lowe's, uh, not sponsored. Um, but yeah, make sure you also look in your garage where your water heater may be or your attic, make sure that there's not really any exposed pipes. And you have, if you have questions, send us a picture. We can tell you what what our thoughts are, but we're not held liable should they, uh, bust or break, but we will give you advice. Um, and then one that I think people forget about a lot until it's absolutely necessary is locating your main water shutoff. Should be in your front yard somewhere. If you live in you know a condo or townhome, it may be in one area and shuts it off for the entire building that you're connected to. But for just a single family residence, it's usually in the front, maybe the back by the alleyway. But make sure you locate that before you actually need to. And you need a special tool with that as well. Yeah. And speaking of the tool, 
we have that tool. Uh, it, you don't just have to have that, but uh, don't hesitate to give us a call, like Kevin said, because even if it means coming over and, and doing that, we're, we're happy to take care of that for you. If you haven't done it, it can be a little intimidating, just like the sprinkler thing. But, uh, you know, we've done it a million times and happy to happy to help. Yeah. And once you know how to do it, it actually is pretty simple. But it, for those that don't know, we just we didn't grow up learning that in school. That's for sure. Um, and then on the inside. So make sure if you're out of town or you're leaving town, make sure your thermostat has a lower level limit of ideally above 60. What people say, if you talk to an HVAC, HVAC professional, some people will say, I'm going out of town. I don't want it to run while I'm going out of town. And they let it get down to 50, 40, et cetera it's going to cost way more money to heat your home back up than just keeping a consistent temperature while you're gone. That's not coming from me. That's coming from the HVAC teams that we work with. I would keep it at least above 60, probably around 65. Um, but again, you have your own preferences for that, but don't let it get super low. Uh, make sure you also change your air filters, uh, especially with the, the colder times. If you haven't done that, you really need to do that. And then uh, drip your faucets at night. If it's going to get super cold, and then open cabinet doors as well if it's going to get super cold that night. And then also, you know, check your weather strips on your doors and windows for things that are seeping in and seeping out. And then if you do have a chimney, I just got a chimney sweep uh, inspection on my house. But, you know, if you do decide to have a fire, make sure there's, you know, there's fire hazards in there. If there's, especially if there's um, uh, soot, I can't think of the name, soot that is in the fire place that could cause another fire, or you may have a bird's nest. It could, could catch on fire and kill the bird, but, but more importantly, your house, you know, to make sure that's it's safe. And uh, if you have questions about that as well, give us a ring, but this should be really helpful to get you started. Um, just spend a few hours doing this. You will not regret it. Yeah. There you go. Not as fun as Santa's list that the kids are probably making that if they're like my kids, they're like 60 items long and they may get two of those things. But nevertheless, I Matt, want weather stripping for my Christmas. <laughs> I'll help you, dad. I mean, that sounds good to me. Yeah. But yeah, ne nevertheless, it, really relevant. And uh, thank you, as always, Kevin, for having such a great, clear way, concise way to be able to, you know, go over these things in a checklist way that are that are important so that you're saving money and protecting your asset at the end of the day. <laughs> yes. And your insurance company will thank you for that too. Yep. So, so. guys, thanks again. Uh, have a great week and we'll see you on the other side of the holidays. Sounds good. See y'all later.